Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Battleground! This is a pro wrestling podcast with a hint of pop culture. Join Battle and Eli as they break down the world of professional wrestling and pop culture with special guests, including wrestlers and comedians. You never know who's going to stop by. Now, making their way to the microphones, give it up for the greatest podcast tag team in the world, Battle and Eli! Uh, it does feel good to be back in the studio, though. I mean, yeah. for for a while, we'd kind of been doing it from our house, your house, and then uh, the belt is in the studio with us right now, and Eli's just kind of walking around the studio, because we have a huge studio now to play in. We're in the studio. Uh, so this is, it's not in my makeshift studio at the house, and yeah. we're actually face-to-face in the studio, and uh, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, there's some great stuff that happened over the weekend, uh, some not so great stuff that happened over the weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Extreme rules, cough, cough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, there's something in my throat. But uh, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. Fight for the Fallen. Uh, I think the total runtime was, what, a little over four hours? Yeah, I, I think they were kind of concerned. Um, or I, I was reading something, Cody. I, I don't think they want these four, five, six hour shows. But they also want to make sure that everyone in the ring has time to like tell their story, and, right? So I think it's I think they're gonna kind of fine tune some of that stuff. It didn't feel that long to me, um, unlike some of the other products. No, and it seemed like a lot of stuff went fast. And you know, the one thing that I do like about you know AEW is they do have the time limit matches, and you've got mm-hmm. sitting there, and you've got Justin Roberts getting on the mic saying there's like ten minutes remaining, and you don't see that in WWE anymore. Yeah, and uh, Jim Ross talked about that on Steve Austin's show. Um, that was actually one of his one of his influences um, when he he came. He, I think his role is senior advisor, so he's not like a VP or anything. But I just hit the mic. But they uh, <laughs> they can go to him for you know advice and stuff. And he said that was one of the first things that he brought up was you know basketball games have time limits, football games have time limits. Like if you don't have that in the back of your head, like you know I have to have I have to win this match within this amount of time. It's not really a competitive format anymore. So. Now that they've done, I guess, three shows now with the time limit, it's noticeably different than, than the WWE. Like, when I'm watching WWE, I I know that I'm not watching, like, a sport, quote-unquote. Right. You know? So, I think that small change alone has really uh, – and you saw, uh, you know, Cody and Darby Allen, they went to a time limit draw, and, you know, I think that is going to be kind of a, a hidden – you know, in the back of everyone's head, it's like a ticking, you know, time bomb. Like, oh, they've only got ten minutes left. You know, and that—that's the one thing I like about it. Because I mean, when you sit there, unless it's like planned in WWE, like you said, I mean, they can go on for God knows how long. Yeah. 
And you can kind of tell when you're watching WWE, okay, it's 9.55, they're supposed to have a main event match, we've got 10 minutes to play around with because they yeah. get over at, a, what, 10.05 or whatever. But it's like with AEW when I was watching the other night, like I got lost in the match and I, I didn't think anything of time, and right. then you hear Justin Roberts like, there's 10 minutes remaining. Mm-hmm. And that's a cool thing for them, especially because then the wrestlers know, okay, that's our time mark. That's kind of the signal to go mm-hmm. home kind of thing. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, and you know, growing up, that's that's how matches were. I mean, they pretty much all had a, you know, uh, one of the, my favorite one was always like, this match, blah, 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 with TV time remaining. You know, like stuff like that. Right. Um, you always knew that there was a deadline or restriction, you know. Um, but yeah, the other night on Raw, they had the, was it a six, six man thing or eight man or something to determine who's who's going to fight Brock at SummerSlam. Oh, the Battle Royal, yeah, whatever. whatever. It was. And that nobody really cared about, and you kind of figured out who was going to win. Yeah. Um, but everyone got in the ring at 9.50, so I was like, okay, so th- this is going to be a 10-minute match. You know? Right. And, yeah. So. And I think that's the problem with them going to full three hours, because you've got all this time to fill. And to me, I'm sitting here thinking of time filling, and like, I love that the 24-7 championship is like kind of getting, like everybody talks so much crap about it, mm-hmm. but now it's like the most must-see kind of thing on TV. And right now it's just going back between Drake Maverick and Ron Killings, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm just or our truth. I'm just waiting for the story to change to where Carmella gets the belt. I mean, somebody, um, I don't know what happened, but um, I guess um, I guess Matt Hardy's little boy was at a one of the, the wedding. Maybe it was Drake Maverick. I don't know, but there's pictures of him and his wet little wedding right. with the belt, and so. You know, if it's um, if it is open to anybody, like why why wouldn't Carmella get it? You know, and I think um, that would be a funny little angle because it's like she's trying to hide him and all this mm-hmm. other sort of stuff. And you know, all the people that at Drake's wedding, I'm pretty sure that it was a l- real wedding. It was just a little bit of WWE stage and some stuff. Because yeah. I mean, if you look, there's tons of Impact people there at that wedding, and there's a couple of Drake's groomsmen that I was like, that guy, I know yeah, that yeah, guy, yeah. but WWE kind of blurred him out, and they only just used, like, Braun and EC3, but, yeah. you know, it, it's something exciting to watch, but at the same time, it's just like, okay, what are we going to do now? Because, like, I think earlier, uh, WWE had posted that they're going to San Diego Comic-Con mm-hmm. with the belt, and I'm just like, well, we know how this is going to be, but mm-hmm. anyways, let's uh, let's give AEW the glory. Let's not talk about the other product right now because that's what we're on for Fight for the Fallen. So, uh, a lot of great matches uh, the entire night. I'm still kind of trying to catch up because I came in halfway through, mm-hmm. and so I didn't get to see the buy-in. But apparently, go somebody got extremely it. hurt during the buy-in. Yeah, yeah, on the second match. Yeah, um, it was kind of a head scratcher, and now. I think I sent you the thing. Like it sounds like she was really hurt. So, um, yeah. But we'll we'll get to that. I guess. So the first one was Sunny Kiss against Peter Avalon. Um, I had I missed the opening too. I, I caught it right in the middle of the second match, so I missed this one completely. So I went back and watched it. Um, I think at some point they're gonna have to like pick a librarian, like pick one of them, you know, either Peter Avalon or Liva Bates. 
Um, I just, I don't know. I just think it's – I kind of see her turning on him, you know, and being like, I'm not the librarian anymore or something. But um, I think Sunny Kiss is going to be really important uh, addition to the roster. And um, from what I from what I saw, it looked like a pretty solid match. So Yeah, and I so I haven't got to see that, but I have – Kind of been seeing a lot of stuff about Sunny Kiss, and there is a uh, wrestling that's coming up. Uh, I believe it is in August. It's over at Marathon Music Works, yeah, and August. I think it's eleventh. Yeah, so it's at Marathon Music Works, and it's Capital City Wrestling. And uh, it was something that I was just kind of scrolling through the Nashville scene one day, and I saw it, and I was like, "Huh, it's called Wrestling for the Innocence." And I was like, mm-hmm. "Is this like a band or whatever?" Mm-hmm. Did some digging, connected with the guys, and like they've got a really good, talented roster. Sonny Kiss is going to be there. Steve Carino's kid's going to be there, and then they're, of course they're bringing in the Outsiders and uh, Jack Swagger, which, by the way, we will be doing some stuff with Capital Wrestling, and we've got some of that future dates later. But, anyways. I did not get to see the Sunny Kiss match, but I do know how talented Sunny is, and there's always a great match with mm-hmm. Sunny. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a good opening, you know. And that's and you, you kind of want to have that good match to set off the night, mm-hmm. unlike something that happened on Sunday Night at Extreme Rules. I was like, why the hell is this the match? But anyways, yeah. uh, let's just continue to go with AEW. What was the next match? Uh, it was uh, B. Presley and Shoku Nakajima uh, against. Say that ten times fast. Shako Nakajima, Shako Nakajima. <laughs> um, Britt Baker and Riho. So it was a tag team match. Um, that's the one Britt Baker got hurt. Um, evidently, at some point, uh, B. Presley kicked her in the back of the head. And I guess it was either unprotected or just harder than she was anticipating. And um, everyone talked about how she ran to the wrong corner for the tag and then went back. And it, evidently, she was heavily concussed at that point. So, um, so yeah, they're they're monitoring her situation. Um, hopefully, I mean, she's being posed to be kind of the face of that division. So hopefully, it's not a serious, you know, serious injury. But um, Britt and Riho, they lost that one. So yeah, and once again, that still uh, you could probably you could watch it on YouTube. I yet to watch those two matches. So. Um, but I have started. I did go back and rewatch Fight for the Fall, and after I picked up in the middle of it. So now let's go to the main card and let's kick the show off. Ah, excuse me. <laughs> Water okay. break. Water break. Sponsored by Styrofoam Cup. Styrofoam Cup. Um, yeah. So the card started. Uh, it was a six man tag: uh, MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears against Darby Allen, Jimmy Havoc, and Joey Janela. Um, pretty. Um, Pretty solid match. Um, I, you know, everyone kind of got to have a spot and everyone got to kind of shine a little bit. Um, Sean Spears obviously is one of the most hated men in wrestling right now. So he got. Which, by the way, I love the chairman yeah. angle that he's taking right now with the yeah. Cody logo in the background. Like, it's that is the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, that one's a really good shirt. Um, but uh, he actually got the win. He uh, he did the Death Valley Driver on Darby Allen, and uh, got the pin. Um, Joey Janela had a spot outside the ring. Um, I can't remember if it was on Sammy or who it was on. But it was on Sammy, the where he jumped off. Um, I think it was on Sammy, it was like the edge of the ring or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he popped up and was like, "Fuck you, Jim Cornette." So, oh yes, uh, that was against Sammy. That was the that was. 
between that one and then MJF doing the Sean Spears cartwheel, the 10, and then flipping off Sean Spears, I thought that was the greatest moment of the match. Like It was just so nonchalant, the big F you, and then, of course, now MJF and Cody are tag-teaming in another upcoming event. Um, But, yeah, I mean... That match was great, and yeah, that was that was a really solid uh, match. I was kind of worried. Some of these matches, it gets really busy, and there's you know not a lot of time for everyone to shine. But I thought it was a really good pace, and I thought everybody had their spots. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so, because uh, my computer is dead at the moment, so I oh, can't cool. really look and see that. So I'm just carrying the so, show. All right, so cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Eli's just carrying the show of who cool. who's on the what matches. I can tell you, you know, now that we're up to it, uh, the next match, if I remember, is Allie and Brandy, right? Yeah, Brandy Rhodes. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba. Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. This came out. Um, I thought it was really good um, as far as like heel heat because she gave the, they had the little tape at the beginning and she's like, I want this so bad and blah, blah, blah. And, and she has made a lot of improvements. Um, I saw her at the uh, Ring of Honor TV tapings here in Nashville last year. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, she's she's not like a Charlotte Flair or anything, but I mean, she's she was really I was surprised. And you could tell like she's been putting in lots of work yeah. and surrounding herself with people that will push her. Oh, totally, yeah. So, um, so I don't think she's resting on her laurels by any means. So, um, but then as soon as it everything comes, you know, starts, she she brings out Awesome Kong, and that was like the biggest swerve and like a ton of heat, and then. Um, Allie is, uh, you know, I, we've talked about, she's the more seasoned, um, she fought Leva Bates the last time and she's fighting Brandy this time and definitely more seasoned. She was the impact women's champion and, um, you know, not that she carried the match, but you could, you could tell you could she's tell more seasoned. You could kind of hear certain parts where either Kong was calling out the spots or Allie was kind of calling out the spots. You could see a little thing, but you know, it's a big thing for Brandy because I yeah. mean, with her being married to Cody and you know, I don't want to say that there's pressure on her to wrestle, but I mean, she is putting pressure on herself to be in that division. Yeah. Um so, but you know, like uh like everything, um, you know, Awesome Kong was interfering and, you know, you know, blah blah blah. But um um Brandy did get the win. Um it was kind of a I wasn't expecting it to end because she raked Allie's eyes, 
when the ref wasn't looking and then she hit a spear and then that was it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I was like, is this going to be her finishing move now? Kind yeah, of thing? I guess so. And then after that's over, uh, Aja Kong came out and her and uh, Awesome Kong stared down and, um, you know, it's obviously setting up something for them too. So, um, so I mean, not a, not a terrible match. Um, you know, you can tell it's going to be one of those things, you know, the more Brandy does it, the better she's going to get. Right. Yeah. And it only takes time and practice yeah. and then, um, let's see. What was the next match on the on the card? That was the three the three man the three team. It was the uh, the New Order, the Dark Order, or Dark Order, um, Angelico and Jack <laughs> Evans, and then Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. And it and, seems to me, speaking of Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, it seems like AEW is fairly very high on them. Yeah. Um, I mean, bringing them out at the end of the show and pushing the t-shirts and mm-hmm. constantly posting about them. So they're obviously high on them. Of course, they bring Marco Stun out with them as well. And, yeah. Uh, all in all, it was a great match. Um, yeah, it was, um, you know, I, I think I talked about this at Double or Nothing, but Angelico and Jack Evans are very underrated as a team. They've wrestled in the past um, as a team and... Um, I believe they were on Lucha Underground together, and then um, when they left that and went back to the, the Indies or the other federations, they were separated. So they're back as a team, and they're both just crazy. Um, I didn't see Dark Order winning. I kind of thought it was going to be somebody else, but, um, I mean, they're good. <laughs> yeah, so. and the whole match was great, and then Marco pulling his thing, and that was really cool too. Um but yeah, all in all, it was a great match, and I didn't think that the order was going to win. Yeah. Um, but you know, it sets up for something in the future. So, um, yeah. So next match on the thing, um, that is Hangman Page and Kip Sabian. And um, I mean, it was good. I again, Page won uh, with the rite of passage. Um. I mean, the only th- the way this makes sense to me is if they're building up Hangman to where when he gets when it's the title fight with Jericho and he loses, it's like a huge shock. You know? Right. I mean, we talked about it at the, at the Fighter Fest. You know, I thought somebody else in the main or the Battle Royal could have benefited better winning over Hangman, or it wasn't Battle Royal. I guess it was like a four man match, whatever it was. Um, you know, Hangman's already got his his title match with Jericho, so like, it was a pointless match, right? So winning the four man and then winning this, like, it just I don't know. Um, and you know, one thing that kind of worried me because there was like one spot in the match where Hangman like jumped off the apron or whatever and landed weird, yeah. and he was like screaming. And of course, I'm sitting there thinking, I was like, this is great. Like, what what's the game? What's Plan B? Yeah. Yeah, what if he just tore his meniscus, then what? You yeah, know? and granted, I mean, it, it he didn't get hurt yeah. that we know of, but... I kind of think it was a work just because they've kind of, uh, you know, they've really played up this knee injury, you know? Right. And, you know, if, you, if you're looking at it from a real medical emergency, I mean, if he was that hurt, he wouldn't be on the no. wrestling right now, you know what I mean? So I think it was a work. I think they're just kind of playing it into the... Storyline, but still, you never know. I mean, it looked weird. I mean, and the way he landed and he was holding it, mm-hmm. like I, I get that they're actors and there's certain stuff that you can do. And that was like sitting there watching that. I was like, what just happened? Yeah. Um, but I think one funny thing that a lot of people were talking about on Twitter is 
uh, Sabian was sitting there doing something, and there was the mark from NXT that's always in the front row. Oh, jeez. And he kissed him right on the lips because he was like, the guy, the NXT fan was just ripping Sabian. And Sabian just looks over and literally kisses him on the lips. And it's just like the shock and awe kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that was the same guy. But yeah, he, there's definitely a, one or two people that are always at, it seems like they're always at every single Monday Night Raw and they're always at the NXT events. And it's like, how do you travel that much? And how do you have so much money that you're always in like the first? Or what are you or doing as yeah. a job kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's wild. For the longest time, I remember seeing it was at every. Raw, SmackDown, and pay-per-view, the guy with the red backwards hat. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, I think he got very well known by people and he got a sponsor or whatever, but he was at every event. But it's like, what What do you do? Like, what's yeah. your job kind of thing? But yeah, no, how does I mean, it let you travel the country? <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was, it was a, oh, man, it's crazy stuff. But yeah, so I, it, it was kind of interesting watching AEW because, my parents were at my house, so my dad, you know, who got me into wrestling, he had never seen an AEW event, so he came in right at the moment of the Pentagon Junior and Phoenix and Scorpio Sky, Frankie Kazarian, and the SCU match, and like his eyes were just like super huge, and I was like, mm -hmm. this is the match that's going to turn you on to like real wrestling, yeah. not you know WWE. Yeah, and that match was just nuts. Yeah. Um the ending of the hangman thing, we'll say that. Um, one of the Dark Orders guys came up That's right. and attacked Paige, and it was Jericho, of course. So um, that was that was cool. And, you know, he, he left uh, Mr. Page a little bloody. And um, so, yeah. But then, yeah, the next was the Lucha Brothers against Southern or SCU. SCU. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that was, I think I liked that match a little bit better than the main event. Um, I I originally wrote down Lucha Brothers to win, but I mean, I was just like, I don't know, man. I mean, it's it's it, that's even that's a that's a pretty evenly matched. So um, yeah, so Pentagon hit the package pile driver on Scorpio Sky and got the win. Um, after it was over, they got a ladder out and. Basically climbed it and cut a promo and challenged the Young Bucks to a ladder match at All Out. So we're going to see that match again, and hopefully they do something to <laughs> change just, it up. Just think of the ladder match between those two. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be ridiculous. And, you know, with the Lucha Brothers and SEU, I mean, it was a great match. I mean, there was the spots and you had everything, and... um. I thought they did a great job, and then at the 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 end, uh, of course, the ladder match. But the the one thing that was kind of funny that I that stood out was when uh, Scorpio and Pentagon were doing their little dance in the mm -hmm. in the middle of the ring, and that got the fan interaction. Yeah. Everybody thought that was pretty cool, and that's yeah. that's the one thing I like about you know watching AEW because you're not going to see something like that in WWE. Not in the middle of the match. Um, it might be like if they did do that. It's when they did like the R Truth and Camila dance, or not Car Camila, Carmella, uh, the dance break thing. But you're not going to see it in the middle of the match like you did with them. But all, right. all in all, it was a great match. And, um, you know, moving on to the next match with Omega and Sema. Yeah, that was good. Um, you know, I had a feeling it was going to be a really solid match. Um, Omega hit the one wing angel and. 
got the victory. So, you know, again, I think a lot of uh, a lot of the audience is still discovering people like Omega, maybe even the you know like the Young Bucks to a degree. So, um, having a lot of these solid matches to kind of introduce it, you know, to the audiences and stuff. So, right. yeah, that was a good one. It's kind of um, like earlier when I was we we're talking about the last AEW. That was like the first match that I ever saw of Kenny Omega. So, um, I mean, it, it's good. It's bringing people out there and then that will drive people to start YouTubing matches and right. you know everything else and then we kind of now move on to the the big main event and the promo that, that they ran before it was really really good and mm-hmm. we're talking about the Young Bucks and uh, Cody and Dustin and the main event so uh, I like the, the, the aspect of it the promo was really great the video role before it was really good of you know Cody saying, I know the Bucks personally, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, the Bucks making fun of Cody. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was a fantastic match. You knew that there was going to be a lot of spots in the match. Yeah. And it wasn't as busy as the, the last one with the six man tag. Um, it did, it did feel more controlled and it did feel like an actual match, not just let's leave everyone in there and do spots. Kind right. Of deal. Um, but, um, yeah, Bucks hit the Meltzer driver on Cody and got the win. And then um, afterwards, they're kind of like the Bucks are talking about, you know, they made fun of the roads. It was just, you know, it wasn't personal, it was just competition. And then they came out with the check, um, $150,000 and all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I would probably, um, I mean, I would rate – I would rate it just a little bit lower than um, the previous, uh, the Fighter Fest. Um, I can't remember what I gave it. That one a B minus or something. So I'd probably probably do that for this one a B minus or C plus. Um, you know, this one there's just less cards, and I think part of the problem too until we get to at least probably all out or when they get to the. Uh, with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The new TV show, like, a lot of this stuff isn't really meaning anything. You know, there's no storylines yet. There's no belts. There's no, you know, it's just a show to be a show kind of a deal. So I think once we get to All Out and they, you know, crown the first world champ, they set up who's going to be in the tag team, whatever. Um, you know, I think by the time the show rolls around in October, I think it'll there'll be more at stake. So, so definitely nothing against this shows so far, but, um, you know, it's just they've just been kind of shows. There's not a lot of... There's no meaning behind yeah, it. Yeah, there's no gravity to anything yet, so... Yeah, and it's, you know... But the good thing about them is I'm pretty sure they're not going to drag storylines out like us transitioning to our next event that happened over the weekend, um, which was Extreme Rules. Um, yeah, it, I knew going into watching Extreme Rules it wasn't going to be that great. 
I mean, as much as they hyped it up, they're like, we're back in Extreme Rules, PA, Paul Heyman, blah, blah, blah. And then it was just kind of like... Well, and I was thinking, except for the main event, and maybe I was just like so not interested, I wasn't really paying attention. I mean, was there really... How many matches were really Extreme Rules? Uh, Let's see. Kofi and Samoa wasn't. Ziggler wasn't. I don't think there was really any Extreme Rules match besides the main event. Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I think so. But that didn't count. And then... Yeah. there. I believe that was the only one. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the card. Well, The Undertaker, but that doesn't count really as mm. a Extreme Rules match. But yeah, I mean, just... When we're sitting there, me and you are kind of going back and forth talking about it, and when they're like, by the way, we're starting off the pay-per-view, no holds bar, Undertaker and Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre and Shaman, man, I was like, well, this is the greatest way to kick off, you know. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, God. And it just, it wasn't good. There was a couple, you know, here and there misses, and then, you know, you got the preview of... um WrestleMania of next year of Taker and Drew McIntyre, but I mean, all in all, the the card itself was not great. Uh, the highlight of the show, of course, was had to have been the Cesaro and Aleister Black match. Um, I mean, I don't know what website I'm on right now, but so far that's the only. Well, I say that now. They just gave the Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley one higher. But, yeah, they rated that one as an A, and they rated the Lashley, um, Braun Strowman as an A+, which I don't know if I – I might swap, swap those two around. I, I think so, too. I mean, you knew that the, the Braun Strowman thing was going to be huge, and then, of course, the the ending where you couldn't see Braun and Bobby Lashley doing their thing from the top row – or the top of the stands, you knew that was going to happen – Especially when there's no cameras over there. But, I mean, it, it was rough. And there's really not much that we can talk about in this. I mean, there was hopes that I was thinking Sasha would come back, but didn't. And then... Yeah, I mean, unless they're saving her for SummerSlam, like, I, I don't know. And I don't think anybody really knows what's going on with that company because they're still in the whole limbo situation of Paul and Eric and who's this and when's this person starting and then, you know, you just kind of go through and, you know, New Day winning the tag team titles. I'm just jumping around because there's really not much to, to – I don't want to spend too much time talking about it because it mm-hmm. just wasn't a very stood-out-to-me pay-per-view. Um. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, I don't even know what site I was just on, but I mean, scrolling through, I mean, there was a lot of like B matches that they rated it as B pluses and B minuses and stuff, and uh, I I wasn't quite that polite with it. I I, I was rating it a little bit lower. Um, they did point and say what you and I said. Um, there should be no reason whatsoever that Finn Balor and Nakamura are not only on the opening show, they're the opening card in front of an empty arena. Right. You know? So, um, But, yeah, I think everybody knows by now Balor's taking some time off, so he he dropped the belt because of that. And I'm reading a story right now as we're talking, and basically he's, he's taking two months off, and they said that they would let him do that if, they put a, if he puts over Bray Wyatt on the way out. As the demon. Yeah. 
And so let's just let's talk about that. That seems more important than this pay per view because uh, let's just be honest. It's well, actually, it's, um, according to Meltzer, he's not going to be the demon. Really? Yeah, which makes sense. That they've built it up to when he's the demon, he's undefeated and all that kind of stuff. Right. So it wouldn't make any sense for him to do that at a SummerSlam and then leave for two months. You know? Yeah. So. And, and see, I, I think I saw somewhere that it was going to be like. They talked about how the demon is undefeated, and it was going to be this thing that Finn would put Bray over at SummerSlam as a demon to show how powerful Bray has been mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. But I, I got to say, it was when Bray returned on Monday Night Raw, like I got goosebumps because I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, okay, you know, Samoa Joe and Finn Bauer, we've seen this match. Joe squashed Finn. And it was a very quick match, and then Finn kind of like, Joe started beating him up after the match. Finn recuperated or whatever. And then all of a sudden, you start hearing this weird, creepy noise, and the lights start flickering. And then all of a sudden, you hear thump, thump, thump in the mm-hmm. ring, and there's Bray with that weird, creepy mask. And it, just, it was probably the... It was probably the biggest reaction of the night, I imagine. And that was, you know, like I was telling you, I was like, it should have just ended Raw that way. Yeah. Instead of giving people two and a half hours left, or an hour and a half left of the show, because mm. you're sitting there watching that. And the one thing I was watching was when I kept watching the videos of the different angles of, like, the camera crew guys standing in the corners with the lights, like, yeah, yeah. flashing them. Yeah. But, like, that, bringing him out that way was by far the best way to do it instead yeah. of like, you know, having the laugh and dropping and then he comes down the ramp or something. Yeah, or or they keep doing what he's doing and oh, by the way, he's fighting Cesaro at SummerSlam. Yeah. And then like you said he just walks down the ramp normal and so yeah, um it was kind of a you know, the rumor was that he was fighting at SummerSlam, which looks like he will now. Um, but it was just kind of, we're getting to the point like, well, bro, it's like a month out. Like, what do, what's, right. what's the deal? So I think it'll be, you know, he'll fight Finn. He'll beat Finn. Um, Finn will be out. And then, you know, by the time he comes back, it'll be time for Survivor Series. And then maybe he hooks up with the club and they're the new faction or whatever. Yeah. It's I, I'm gonna have a blast watching to see what they're gonna do with Bray. Yeah. Um, it's you've got to have him a single run because who there's not very many people you could put him up with, Mm-mm. and these puppets. I mean, the puppets are gonna go away eventually. Yeah, but they're just sitting and looking at the roster. It's you just kind of sit there and think, who would they put him up with? And it's better off that he's by himself. Yeah. Well, and I think the whole thing with him and um, Matt Hardy was kind of a you know, Jeff was out and they didn't really have anything to do with Brace. Like, well, screw it. Let's put them together. So I think it wasn't like a long-term thing, you know? Right. Um, But yeah, I mean, he generally, I mean, even when he was with the Wyatt family, I mean, he generally did more single stuff. So um, I'd like to see him just, just do his own thing. I don't, I don't really need to have another family or cult or whatever, you know, because they did that and, it got nowhere. I mean, it didn't do anything for anybody, really. So, um, But, yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Um, I, I I think I said something to you. So once Brock cashed in and he's Universal Champ again, I said if if he's not on Raw tomorrow night, then I'm, I'm probably, right, yeah, I'm yeah, probably yeah. done watching. And he did show up, so that's good. 
But I was like, if they put the belt on him and then he skips the very first raw, they're tone deaf. They, they don't, don't care. They and don't, it's they don't deserve any more of my time and money. And um I was talking to somebody and they're like, well, why didn't he wrestle more? I'm like, bro, if somebody was gonna say, look, I'll pay you $70 million. Well, not even that. I'll pay you $100,000, and you can either work 300 days a year or you can work 20 days a year. What do you want to do? Right. Hello? That's a no-brainer. And that was something that, you know, you could scroll back and look at past episodes. We talk, I talked to Jim Ross about that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, all these people want to get pissed off at him because, you know, he's not there, he's not doing that. But it's like, that's what his contract says. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's his job just like it is any other thing. He's like, like, he's getting like, paid to be there. That's what happened with uh, WCW in the 90s. I mean, when Hall and Nash, specifically Scott Hall first, when he jumped ship, um, I mean, I think they I think they did get a little bit more money than what Vince was paying. But even if it was the same amount of money, it was basically they worked like half the dates. Right. So, again, if you go somewhere and they're giving you – way less time that you actually have to be working for the same money or more. It's a no-brainer. I mean, like, geez, especially for those guys that like Finn Balor, who wrestles 300 times a year. I mean, so, you know, Brock Lesnar, he doesn't do the the autographs and the photo shoots and the meet and greets, and he'll fly into the show and then leave immediately. I mean, that's just the way he is. And unfortunately, until he goes away, there that's the top guy, and he's always going to have the belt, and he's always going to have a presence, you know, and... Until Cena's done shooting the new Fast and the Furious movie. Yes. <laughs> I think once that movie comes out and blows up, I think he, he'll pretty much be done. So, And it's, you know, they tried to get everybody to be excited at Extreme Rules and Raw and SmackDown because this coming Monday night, it's like, the Raw reunion! It's like, eh. Yeah. Well, that's a USA thing. The, uh, the, same, the same committee that force them to do this 24-7 bell, that that was one of their suggestions. So um, I don't think bringing back Ric Flair is going to move the stick for me. Mm-mm. I mean, it'll be cool to see everybody, but yeah, again, it's just, you know, it's, it's like putting a Band-Aid on, you know, you're not like healing it, you're just avoiding it for the time yeah. being, you know, so I yeah, know. I don't know, man. It's... it's- It'll be interesting, but um. So yeah, so let's uh. Now that we've kind of discussed our wrestling part of the this this podcast, let's let's talk about uh, a little pop culture stuff real quick. Cool. I just want you know I sat here today, and by the way, I'm gonna let you in let you in on this. Today is Thursday, um. So when you're hearing this, it's Friday. So we recorded this yesterday. Anyways, today, whatever. The new it trailer. Can we just talk about that for a second? I know that you do your podcast, which go ahead and tell everybody if you love horror, check this podcast out. Uh, Music City Horror, yeah. Give them a, give them a uh, shout. But uh, the new It trailer, we kind of talked about this a little bit. I know it's kind of weird that we're going from wrestling to scary stuff. But That's not weird for me at all. Let's. I mean, I got goosebumps watching the trailer. Yeah. Um, I think the first one... Um, I don't know. There's kind of this like stigma with like remakes. I don't like remakes at all. Um, sometimes, I'm right there with you. If- yeah, we've talked about that. I mean, sometimes I get surprised. I I did enjoy the Child's Play remake. I don't think you did, uh, or maybe did did you? 
I was still on the fence. I'm going to go back and watch it again. Because yeah. after we had our conversation about, you know, the movie and... Yeah. 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 So, um, but then uh, also this year, uh, Pet Cemetery was horrible. So, I'm, I'm generally not a... Um, a remake guy um when they're good they're good but i mean I, i'm kind of i'd rather see something original so i think a lot of people especially with the it the first one came out in the 90s um i think more people just gravitated towards tim curry and i don't think it was more of the actual film itself like no one's sitting there saying you know john ritter was incredible in that you know what right I mean? I mean it had an awesome cast but it wasn't like it wasn't like The Exorcist or something. You know what no. I mean? So I think when people, when the first one came out two years ago, it really knocked everyone on their ass. Like, holy crap. Like, you can reinvent this and take it up a level. And um, yeah, I, I think this new one's just going to be ridiculous. And I mean, that's what I was sitting there thinking. Cause I was like, I, you know, I love the original hit. Tim Curry, hands down, phenomenal super job. Creepy. Super creepy. Um, And then you got. You know, Skarsgård, who basically was, I guess it was on one of the late night talk shows. I don't remember which one it was, but he's like that eye thing Mm -hmm. where it, like, he does that. Really? I figured that was like a contact or something. No, he said that he is able to make his eye do that creepy little thing. And he was like explaining how he got into the Pennywise character. And I was like, this is like the creepiest stuff I've ever seen. Like, and he was doing it without makeup on. Yeah. And, you know, they did a phenomenal job making the first one. And oh, then yeah. you look at the cast who's in the second one. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Oscar nominees. Well, actually, I, don't, I told you earlier Jessica Chastain was an Oscar nominee. She might have won one that I don't remember. But um, you got Bill Hader. You got what's his name from McAvoy. Yep. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, it's just. It's 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 wild. Um, it's pretty funny because the guy, um, what was the name of that? Was it was it Meet the Millers? Jennifer Aniston was in mm-hmm. that. Um, so it's basically um, the the boy from Meet the Millers. Yeah, that's that's what I was getting to. He's in he's in Midsummer too. He was originally going to be Pennywise, and um, the original director. Um, Andy something I can't remember. He directed. He was he was in charge of True Detective first season, but um, they had creative differences, and he left the picture. And when that happened, that guy left Pennywise. So I think I think the casting of Pennywise was kind of left people up in arms. But I obviously I think he delivered. I think everybody's um, expectations were. Right, because yeah. when you look at the first one, it's like a bunch of people besides the kid from Stranger Things. Nobody knew anybody else in that movie. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, but yeah, they did a good job. I think moving it. Um, I don't know. I kind of. I think it might have been cool to do it like they did the original. Like do the do the the, the kids were in the sixties, right? And the second part was in the early nineties. But obviously, me being a sucker for the eighties, I liked. Uh, I like that it was set in the 80s and like when they're in the city by the movie theaters, posters for like Nightmare on Elm Street and different stuff. So, um, so that was cool. But, um, yeah, so that one I, I imagine will be the biggest horror movie of the year. Um, uh, it's about, or actually about six, 
six weeks out now. It's getting yeah. close. I mean, September, yeah. the end of it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. And uh, something that we are very close to, which is a great transition for contest time. Boom. Um, so WWE is in town next Saturday. And you know, last week we mentioned that we gave away tickets. Uh, if you subscribe to the podcast and downloaded it and left a nice review and all this other stuff. Now, here's the easiest way to do this week's contest. All you got to do is uh, follow us on Instagram, which is Battleground Podcast, and then you tag a friend, and each friend that you tag is good for uh, one entry. Mm. And that's it. All you got to do is follow us, tag a friend, and boom, right there. You're entered in to win the tickets, and we will announce a winner for that contest next week. Yeah. When are we announcing the first one? Uh, We will announce the first one later this afternoon on Instagram. There you go. Even though, we, like I said, we are recording on Thursday, we will have the announcement on Friday. And all you got to do is, if you're the lucky winner, you will check your DMs. Sliding in them DMs. Slide. Anyways, uh, so yeah, we've been talking for a little over 40 minutes now, and uh, we kind of hit everything that we want to talk about. Is there anything else? Um, No. Um, You know, for whoever wins the tickets, uh, I guess the four tickets that we're giving away, um, you know the the live shows are always better than the TV shows, in my opinion. Um, just because I mean it's exciting to be there when they're filming Raw or filming SmackDown, or I guess in your your case you were at a pay per view, which I've been to a pay per view too, I guess. But you know, um, but when they're doing the tours, they actually can kind of cut loose a little bit and they're not following the storyline so strictly and sometimes the guys will do moves that they don't normally do and um you know so it's a pretty good time they 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 have um i think they have more tools to entertain you with without the cameras in their face right so so it should be fun um and it's also free so you know there you go hard to pass up free tickets hard to pass that up and then uh this weekend actually uh you're gonna be at a, a wrestling event that's going on in town this weekend, right? Um, so this Sunday, or is that in August? Is it this Sunday? This Sunday would be oh, July twenty first. It is a Sunday, yeah. Uh, Game changer <laughs> wrestling, yes. I man, this whole—I mean, besides the month, this whole year has just flown by. Like I cannot believe it's about to be August. You yeah, know? it's crazy. You're slowly starting to see uh, Halloween stuff rolling in. I mean, it's just—it's wild, but um. Yeah, Game Changer Wrestling. Um, definitely, it's it's one of the, um, um, I don't know, I'd, I'd call it one of the bigger in, indies, I guess. Um, there's There's been a lot of, um, a lot of big people that have wrestled there or still wrestle there. Um, let me see if I can pull this card up. Because uh, I know what, Janela's on it. Joe Janela's on it, Nick Gage, uh, Mance Warner. Um, I want to say Orange Cassidy's on it. Um, let's see here. Just announced. No, no card. Um, but I mean, if you Google it, unlike my, I'm not having very good luck right now. But <laughs> how high tech we are in this building. Let me just go to. Let me just see if it's on their Facebook page. Let me. That's always my last resort. Um, let's see here. Uh, Marco Stun will be there. That's another one. Um, nope, I don't have it. So, yeah, but, um, it is, um, 
Uh, Nick Gage is kind of a hardcore guy. He that that'll be a really good match. Uh, Mance Warner's wrestled in Nashville several times. Uh, Marco Stein, obviously, he's uh, he's been involved with AEW. Janela is obviously signed to AEW. Orange Cassidy was in the um, Battle Royal at Double or Nothing, and I'm sure he's going to be working with them more in the future. Um, you either like him or you hate him, kind of a deal. Um, right. I, I think it's an awesome kind of like an alternative wrestler. You know, it's not your normal, you know, normal typical looking wrestler and his shtick and everything. So, uh, yeah, but that's a uh, Sunday at the Basement East. So. I don't know what I'm wearing yet, but I mean, if you see me, say hello. So. <laughs> yeah, and if by the way, if you're listening and you own like uh, some kind of wrestling tee thing or whatever, and you want to just shoot some t-shirts our way, I'm totally cool with that. I mean, we like free stuff, man. Free stuff. Send whatever you want, and we will wear it. And we will uh, as long as it's not like a Borat thing. But yeah, yeah, we'll give you a little <laughs> shout out too. Of course. So, yeah, so that's going to wrap up the show for this week. Uh, next week, we will have some interesting stuff going on. Um, I know last week we had mentioned that Crimson was going to be on the show. This week, we had some scheduling conflicts. Uh, so, fingers crossed and everything works. We'll have him on next week. Also, um, I can go ahead and announce it because we've Do already it. confirmed it. Do Alistair it. Black will be on the show next week as well. Boom. Um, yeah, and then potentially there's some other big-name people that are coming on the show. We're just kind of waiting for uh, for uh, management teams to get back with us on that. So Cross the T's and dots the I's. That's the way they do it, but uh, I'm Battle. I am Eli. And, and I don't think we introduced ourselves at the beginning of the show. We, we, we just, never did. But We I'm, just started talking. We I think did. you know who we are by now, but... I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, if you've made it this far into the podcast, you yeah. should... Would probably know who we are, but yeah, so I'm Battle, that's Eli, we do this every week, new episodes drop on Friday. Yeah, and, and as far, oh, I just want to chime in, on the on the contest, thanks for everybody that's lived, left us reviews and screenshotted it and everything, it's been cool. Um, I mean, believe it or not, just that simple thing helps a ton, you know? I mean, it, the more five-star reviews we have, the more we show up in search results and Google and all that kind of stuff. And um, that just helps our show expand to a bigger audience. So um, I know there was incentive to win free tickets to WWE. So we, you know, it's all good. But we do appreciate that. That 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 specifically goes a long way helping the show. So and we do love you. And we will all we will. What we'll do is we'll write down every single person that has given us a shout out, and we will make a special segment just for you guys next week to where we get to shout you out. Boom. That's what we'll do. All right, that's gonna wrap it up. Enjoy your week. Weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you guys next Friday. Later. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Battleground. Make sure you give it five stars and leave a nice review. If you want to stay up to date, follow them at Battleground Podcast on Instagram. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.